Jody Vance in for Mike Smith, and you know the old sayings like going down and grabbing a grabbing a pint, go hang out and socialize. It's wine o'clock somewhere. It's gin o'clock. Enter in your favorite um, cocktail, perhaps. Over COVID, drinking spiked, let's be honest. We went home, we stayed home, and we might have indulged a bit. And then people decided, you know what? Time to ease up on the cocktails. And certainly some moderation comes into play. Some people decided, you know, dry January isn't enough. I'm going to be dry more often and make it uh, a treat to socialize with a cocktail or cut it out completely. There are people who have become sober curious. Have you heard that term, sober curious? It's really taken hold. A, a generation actually is truly embracing a completely alcohol-free brand of socializing. These mocktails are huge. Bars that have no booze whatsoever, but serve up cocktails, mocktails, that look like and taste like the alcohol beverage, the tiki drink, what have you, and yet have no booze whatsoever. There's an entire generation saying no to hangovers. Check out some of these stats. Okay, these are some U.S. stats. Total sales of non-alcoholic drinks in the United States grew by 20.6% between August of 2021 and August of 2022. And Pinterest, you know Pinterest, that cool spot where you go and look for trends and stuff. Pinterest saw searches for fancy non-alcoholic drinks grow by 220% year over year. 220%. On FAIR, uh, this one website saw a 250% year-over-year increase in searches for non-alcoholic and alcohol-free over the course of a one-year period. It's really quite something. Interesting to note, the first time I ever heard Sober Curious was our next guest. She brought it up as, as just a thing that she was trying out. She didn't want to talk to people about not drinking or drinking or what have you. She just thought, you know what, it's not serving me. Holistic nutritionist from Nourished.ca, you hear her with Shane Hewitt all the time. Alyssa Bowman is with us. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Jody. Thanks for having me on. I do credit you with bringing up the term sober curious in, in my world because that was the first I'd heard of it because you literally just winked at me and said, I just, I, at my birthday party, you said, I'm leaving mm-hmm. at one thirty in the morning and I have not had a single sip of alcohol and I had a blast. Tell me about Dance your brand. Away. You did. Dance sober curious. Nobody would have known. Drank out of a champagne glass. Oh, that's the trick. That if anyone is starting to, you know, embark on this journey, because it is quite a journey because drinking is just so incredibly normalized and it's the thing to do. And if you don't do it, then you must have really, you must really have a problem. And that's the trick. Get a nice glass, whether it's a champagne glass or a martini glass or a wine glass and fill it with whatever that is. I like sparkling water with some kind of lime. And then you feel like you're drinking. It started for me because I was noticing um, that I just wasn't having a great time anymore drinking. It was giving me headaches, changing the way my sleep was. I was waking up in the middle of the night. And then, I'm sure you've heard this term, I was having anxiety. I would wake up, and I'm not an overly anxious person at all, and I'd wake up in the middle of the night, and, I, and all the demons were just, they were, they were coming at me and I'm like, wow, this doesn't normally happen to me when I'm not drinking. So one day I just replaced the, the, the cocktail with a mocktail 
And to be honest, I haven't really looked back. You know, I'm not going to say I'm never going to drink or I'm, 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 I'm just, I'm, I'm sober. I don't use that word. I just, I'll choose a little bit more intentionally when I do have a glass of wine or have a cocktail. It's, it's just about becoming much more mindful of what you put in your body and how it makes you feel. So when you first took those steps, did, what were the most notable immediate changes of becoming sober curious? Because as you said, you didn't make a statement to everybody, didn't change your social circle or the way you thought about yourself. This wasn't you going, okay, I have a problem with booze. It's that booze doesn't serve me anymore, so I'm going to do this. What was your first payoff in, in sober curious lifestyle? My first payoff was honestly the sleep. It was the sound sleep I was getting. And listen, I wasn't drinking a lot, but I would have my drinks on a Friday night and I'd drink on a Saturday night, not to excess. Some nights I would have more than I should and I would feel it even more the next day. And I said, you know what? This isn't serving me anymore because I don't feel good. And as a holistic nutritionist, I'm very in tune to what makes me feel good. I mean, that's my whole MO. It's like I, I help people feel good by choosing what to put in their body. And it wasn't working for me. So I'm like, okay. Let me just try to cut it out or slow down or whatever you want to use. And, and that's what I started to do. I just started to notice when and where I was drinking. And I would replace that with a soda water with lime or soda water with lemon. Or as you were saying before, there are so many, so many non-alcoholic cocktails and mocktails out there that nobody even needs to know. And that's probably what was the hardest thing was the becoming more mindful, but yet not making a big deal about it and, and telling everybody in the world that I'm not drinking. I would just do it quiet and nobody right. knew. And to me, that really helped because when I told people that I was not going to drink tonight, they're like, oh, why? What's wrong? Like there had to be a problem. There, there's nothing wrong. I'm just becoming more intentional about, you know, what I'm putting in my body. And now that I've been doing this for about two and a half, three years, people just know that I don't really drink that much. And if I do, it's definitely on occasion and it's accepted. And that's the hardest hurdle to get over is when you're out socially is to try to do it quietly. Don't make a big deal about it and, or find people that will support you and even join you on this journey. I have a very good friend of mine who saw the benefits that I was feeling and I was noticing that she was drinking. I'm like, try it. And she tried it. She got a couple friends on board and it has been life changing for her. Most significantly, the sleep, the anxiety, and actually changes in your skin. Yeah. It's interesting too, Alyssa, because as you're speaking to the, you know, keep it quiet and, and not really announcing it, what have you, for generations, if you, if one were to sit at a social environment and turn down the cocktail, you know, what are we all having? It was either right. I'm on antibiotics or I'm pregnant. Like it, it was right. literally like you were, you were being outed if you didn't order a cocktail. And yet here we are where non-alcoholic content is trending on social media. Dry January had 86 million views on TikTok. That's not surprising. Lots of people take a month off, but sober curious, that hashtag on TikTok, 300 million and hashtag I, mocktail, 670 million. This makes me so happy I get goosebumps because I think the younger generation now is much more attuned to what makes them feel good. They are yeah. able to recognize it. So it's now becoming more socially accepted. I mean, and especially 
when you can go out to fancy restaurants and bars and get really delicious mocktails and you can even make them at home. And it's really, if you just, it's really, if you think about it, it's just a habit. It's a habit of putting, opening something special up, maybe hearing that pop of a cork, putting something in a shaker, muddling it with some mint and really shaking it up and pouring it into a nice glass. It really doesn't matter what's inside because you know what? Nobody really benefits from drinking. Once the buzz, you know, takes over and you just continue to drink, you just, people become sloppy and nobody wants that anymore. And I think the younger generation really sees that. Perhaps they picked it up, you know, watching the older generation being like, yeah, I don't think I want to be like that. I don't want to wake up that way. I don't want to look that way. I don't want to be that stumbling, you know, fool. And I think it's amazing. I really honestly think it is amazing. And we're all becoming a bit more mindful, which really means that we're not using something to numb out what we're feeling. And we're all being able to be more comfortable with what we're feeling. And that's kind of what it's all about. It really is. And and I love the fact that zero proof spirit brands are growing and influencers are like Katy Perry has uh, started a company of, of non-alcoholic sparkling aperitifs. So all the flavor, because some people just really enjoy uh, having that flavor, bite. That, that bite. right? That bite on the tongue, yeah. right? That bite on the tongue. Yeah. So, so find a way to do that. And, and certainly not telling people that they can't responsibly drink, you know, know your limit, play within it, whatever the proper hashtag is. If you drink, don't drive. Obviously these are the things. And if you want to, that's totally fine. But the benefits of being sober curious are are some of the things that I wanted to chat with you about today. And as you've said, just to recap the sleep, the, the, the lowered anxiety, people who are feeling extra anxious, don't realize how that anxiety spikes, not when you're drinking, but when yes. you're not, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you may be just, just before we go here, there's something that's really important to help listeners change their, their, shift their perspective on it. It's not that I can't drink. It's about choosing to not to. So when you shift right. that perspective in your head, I am having freedom over my choices. And it's about choosing right. not to because it doesn't serve me as opposed to, oh, no, I can't drink, right? That's a, that's a different mentality. That means we're like, there's a lack somewhere. We're, we're, we're not allowing ourselves. No, no, no. I'm allowing myself to choose, and I'm allowing to choose the freedom I feel from living alcohol-free. And it, it, it's just a simple little shift in your mindset. And I do the same thing with, you know, teaching clients how to eat. It's just a tweak in how you think about it. And it changes your perspective a hundred percent. It's suddenly you have freedom. You have more freedom to control what you want to do and what you don't want to do. Jody Vanson for Mike Smith, hanging out with my good friend, Alyssa Bowman, holistic nutritionist at nourished.ca. You can find some great recipes and information, how to be your best self and, and do it in a way that's not fussy, uh, not preachy. This is about looking and feeling your best. I love when you say it's like, you know, when you, when you eat well, you can look in the mirror and see it in your face, right? Less like it's a, it's a big piece yeah. of this. A lot of people at the end of a, a vacation sort of long w- weekend, okay, let's yes. go and do this. And we're eating all the things and we're drinking all the things and we're maybe not getting the rest. And, and then we're looking at ourselves in the mirror going, I'm not my best self right now. How do I get back oh, on man, track? What Help happened? us. Yeah, what right? Help us what get back happened? on track. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, again, you know, moderation is always key. And if you go into the long weekend, I know today is July 4th. It's moderation 
that's always key. Um, but if you have overindulged and it does happen, don't beat yourself up about it. Just get yourself back to where you want to be by, by doing the things that make you feel good. So that's different for everybody. But what I do know that works for everyone is sweating it out, getting a little bit of exercise, whether that's walking, doing yoga, going for a run, whatever it may be, just getting some movement in. And again, going back to what my philosophy is, it doesn't have to be full on. Just get some type of movement in, especially now the weather's nice. Get outside, go for a walk, go for a swim, just move your body and get your systems moving so they can get back to you know, equilibrium, get back to a little bit of normalcy. As I say, movement yeah. heals. So anytime, you know, the last thing you probably want to do if you're feeling hungover is move your body because you just can't get off the couch. It's the best thing that you can do. Down some water, maybe with some salt to replenish the electrolytes and just take a walk. It just helps with your body. It helps clear your head because you probably have those demons coming up, especially if you drank too much. And it just helps with your overall well-being. So move your body every day is, is my number one. Yeah. Can you, can you just dig into that a little bit? Cause it is normal for people to have that blue feeling, right? Almost like a depressive associated with being hungover, right? Well, alcohol is a depressant. I mean, that's what it is. I mean, you may not feel it in the moment because you're living on that buzz and you know, science shows that after a couple sips of whatever it may be, you get this big dopamine hit and dopamine is the neurotransmitter in your brain that releases the serotonin that makes you feel good. So we're constantly chasing that, that hit, right? But guess what happens? After like those first two sips, that's it. There's no more dopamine hits anymore. And now you're chasing that by drinking more, by drinking more, by drinking more. You're chasing that buzz. And what happens is it doesn't usually come anymore. So at the end of it, you know, when you, when you finish or however, you know, the night may end, you wake up the next morning and you will just, most of the time people feel so low because we are completely depleted of our serotonin levels because we were trying to chase that, that neurotransmitter release. So it's a real thing. I mean, alcohol is a depressant. It may not feel so in the beginning because, you know, especially during summertime and the backyard barbecues and the nonstop long weekends, you know, you're always celebrating something, but the next day is surely not a celebration. I mean, I have spoken to numerous people that says it makes you feel even worse, enhances the problems that you already have and just makes everything that much worse. So sleep it off, drink some water with salt and some lemon or some kind of, you know, uh, electrolyte replenisher and exercise, move your body, and you should start to feel a little bit better. That whole thing, the hair of the dog, that is the worst thing that we could do is to start putting alcohol back in the body when we're hungover. It may, again, make you feel better right away, but it's only going to, you know, delay that actual overall body feel better when, you know, it's time to get back to it. Alyssa, you're always a breath of fresh air. I'm sure there are lots of people today going, okay, 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 I'll go drink water, I'll go for a walk. (laughs) I'll lift myself off the gut. That's right. Make the move. Do the thing, and it will give you the energy to do the thing. Nourished.ca is where you can find free tips and tricks on how you can uh, eat and live the nourished life. Alyssa Bowman, thank you as always. Thank you.
you, Jody. You know what? I'm going to put something out. You've inspired me. I'm going to put my summer socializing on Instagram tomorrow to help anyone who wants to try to cut their, cut their alcohol a little bit to help them with my favorite tips. 